The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. You a good-looking young man. If I was a woman, I'd holler at you. Like, hey, what, what's going on there, man? You're 19, brother. Yo, you, you said you'll holler at him? Man, hey, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, <bro. laughs> I'm real, man. I, I say it all the time. I, I would raise a child with Jason Momoa <laughs> if he was willing to do it. <laughs> had to pick <laughs> between an X or a Z, without any context, just in general, who would be your X between the two of us? I'm not giving you any context, just pick who would you would pick as your X, just in general, just say it, just. Just like the just letters, random. like X and yep. Z? X and Z, between him, who would be the X? Probably X and Z. Yes! <laughs> I don't know. The debate is over. I won. Oh, oh, the debate. <laughs> no contact. I, I finally no got contact. <laughs> I got somebody to finally vote for me. <laughs> y'all, didn't, y'all didn't party during the season? <laughs> I still don't go out. So yeah. party, when you got to Miami, I took you out a couple you times. Took me out and, a couple times. You, you tapped out on me. Yeah, I tapped out. You stopped answering the phone. Yeah, I mean. I was, was focused too on party. I, if, if, listen, here, here's the thing. I probably would have been out there with y'all more if, you know, I was single, but Mishi wasn't having that. Yeah. Mishi nah. ain't like me at first, I don't think. Oh, I mean, you trying to take me to strip clubs. <laughs> we just hanging out. Why you gotta, you don't have to categorize hanging out. We just hanging out. <laughs> but at a strip club? You know, everybody in love Wendell. <laughs> That's documented. Yeah. You know, we were talking about um, Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott yeah. in the NASCAR beef. Right, right. Greatest, greatest NASCAR beef of all time, Wendell Scott. Wendell Scott and Jack Smith. You think? What other NASCAR driver pulled out a, pulled out a yapper at what's the race? A, what's a yapper? Like, now you, so you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yapper. They ain't kind of help me out over there. Yeah, yeah I know. I know, but the people watching, everybody ain't watching, don't know what a yapper is. Yeah. All right, let, let me tell you about that. Let me tell you about that. <laughs> Just remember, yapper. Yeah, yeah. Spell it. Yeah, I know. Pull out the yapper. I know. Okay, let me tell you about it. In the second year, my father in, in, in Cup, Grand National, he set a half mile dirt track record in Savannah, Georgia. First man to ever run a half mile dirt track under 26 seconds. So in the driver's meeting, we meet on the track for the meeting, 
um, you know, they gave it to him. He didn't really go that fast, right? Jack Smith walked up today, he said, when they dropped the green flag, so I got five of these in the afternoon. This one right here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run it clean through that ragged ass Chevrolet of yours. Daddy said, well, Jack, if you pass me, pass me on the outside. So he got into a thing where he was bumping our car and wrecking my father, whatever. So my father got tired of it. And I even, now my father didn't allow us to curve weapons to the track because he knew we couldn't win. I mean, it's four or five of us, 20,000 people. But on this particular night in Valdosta, Georgia, Jack Smith pulled up beside my father and pointed his finger and said, I'm gonna get you again tonight. And Dad had the pistol and he, he said, yeah, I'm gonna get you. Yopper. <laughs> Yopper. He said Yopper. Yopper. Let me say something to you, though, man. You made me think about a quote my daddy used to use. And my father said, look, just because I lose a race, it don't mean I'm defeated. Mm. So when you, you get in the boxing ring, if you happen to decision don't go against you, that don't mean you're defeated. Mm. Did you watch his first fight? <laughs> no, I haven't seen him fight. Chan, can you give him a recap of the first fight? I'm trying to understand how the recap of the first fight would be bad anyway, but go ahead. I just, yeah, just you. You look good. You, you no, look phenomenal. You, you were moving Great. well, but there was a there was a point. It was quick. <laughs> Your booty was in the air. No, it wasn't. Hold chill. Sir, I was down <laughs> maybe 0.2 seconds. <laughs> quick. And got up. You got up quick. Yeah, but you it's got boxing. Up. It's like they don't understand yeah. in boxing, you go yeah. down. You, right? you, you gotta have one or the other. Right. That's what they have. I don't think they understand the dynamic of actually getting in the ring. Yeah. No image experience on pay-per-view. Right. In front of the world. Right. In front of fans. Right. For your first ever fight and actually doing it against somebody that does it for a profession. Like that's that takes cojones. You know, you're a kid from Alabama, and um, I mean, I, I don't have any friends that grew up saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go race a car. <laughs> <laughs> like, how the hell does that happen? <laughs> ah, man, we just started when I was young. We started, like I said, nine years old, and <clears throat> we just went to race. I, I enjoyed it. I, I fell in love with just the driving aspect of it. It was hard as hell. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't very good to start, but I just enjoyed it. And I quickly became com competitive and like, wanted to get better and uh things just started to click and it's like all right we we got this we got this level figured out let's move to the next it would just be like that step and repeat step and repeat step and repeat until you're where i'm at today and like i didn't you know it, when you started playing ball did you have dreams of being in the professional level i did i didn't i didn't give a damn about nascar not in a negative way. I didn't know a thing about it. And I lived 15 minutes on the racetrack. I just, we just raced. I didn't know that this was a gateway to where I'm at today. It was just like, hey, we're gonna go race a cup car next year. Okay, let's do it. I'm just going to race and that's it. Do you feel like, you know, this win came at the right time? Like, did you start questioning yourself like this past year or so? Were you questioning yourself? Oh, no doubt. Um, I got to probably halfway through this year and already started writing the ship. And it's like, man, we're going, we're going to run 15th to 20th and we're going to end up here. And then that's, that quickly switched over to count how many races I had left on my contract. Mm. Simple as that. Wow. I said, 
I said, you know, I, I, I don't know what MJ's and Denny's vision is, but I know they're winners. And my only saving grace was Denny didn't win until the playoffs started. So I was like, hey, the boss ain't winning. We ain't winning. We're good. Well, then he went and won. And I was like, oh, no. Um, and so, you know, I, I was like, all right, I got, I got one more year left. And, you know, that's, that's might be it. I could be totally wrong. I, I don't know. You, you never know. When, you, when your contract is stated to an X amount of day, that's, that's all you know. And does this win feel like that gave me another year? Uh, no, not necessarily. But for my mental state, they could cut me tomorrow and I'd be the happiest man. June 16th of 2020 was when I came out to my family and very, very close friends. And that was 2020? It. 2020. I couldn't do the double life anymore. I had, I knew I was gay in seventh grade. I didn't accept it at first myself. You know, I was so hard on myself. I'm like, no, no, that's nope. And I did everything to change it. I really did. I mean, you know, I had girlfriends and uh, it just, I couldn't, it, I knew who I was. And so it, it came time of where I had to tell everybody who I was. And so here we were in 2020 dealt with a, you know, global pandemic. And so while we're sitting there on lockdown and inside, I really had a lot of time to think of, like, right. think about myself. And my mental health was at absolute rock bottom. And it, it got to the point where I either needed to come out because I couldn't deal with the burden and the weight anymore, or I wasn't gonna be here anymore. I tried to commit suicide two times, and they weren't successful. I'm still here, I'm glad they weren't successful. But at that time and in that state of mind, and how low I was with my mental health and my image on myself, and how everybody else felt, or how I thought everybody else was gonna feel, I was so caught up in my head, and there wasn't, there. it was all cloudiness, it was all darkness. I cannot wait to see what work I can do to not only help me and my career and my dreams and my goals, but now, you know, I see it. There's people DMing me all the time, like, you helped me come out, you gave me this, you did this for me, and wow, like this and that. I mean, it's all the time from TikTok to Twitter to Insta, it's everywhere. And it's like, I'm doing something a lot larger than I think I'm, what I, you know, what I think I'm doing. and it kind of clicked with me this year, like I'm doing something and that is more successful to me than what I thought my main goals were. This, what I can do for people and how I'm gonna be able to help people, I've won a life. Like that's so assuring to me right here that I've done good and I can go help. And that's why you wanted to, that's why you tweeted us. Dev. <laughs> <laughs> he got him coming out. <laughs> he leaking, he's leaking. Oh goodness, yeah, man. He leaking over there. That's <laughs> beautiful though, man, just from everything, from all, any, 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 any sect, sect of the world that feels alienated. Mm -hmm. Like that's bigger than everything. 2018, I was the first African-American to ever win the Daytona 500. 
70 years into the sport. <laughs> Let's not forget that. Big facts. That's huge. It took 70 years. Yeah, yeah. So break down those barriers for the culture for me, that's huge for you me. You say that with and a I'm lot sitting, of pride. Oh, bro, it means a yeah, lot. It's a big deal. It's 70 years, man. It's a Daytona to, for, for an African-American, for somebody that looked like me and you to win that race as a pit crew member, that says a lot. And, uh, people have spent 20 years chasing that darn race. I finished second there. Let's so go. Uh, and Rocco, <laughs> hey, yo, I swear to God, this is a true story. You I sound get, like we, me we, now. Look, look, look. Rocco, look, you sound like, like me. Look, <laughs> we, we get that uh, line. Look, next. And his first or uh, second attempt, he wins it. Right? Your third year. That's my oh third my year. My I'm third like, year what? in the sport. I see him in Atlanta. This is a true story. The next race, I see him in Atlanta. He said, yo, me holler at you, bro. He said, yo, you know I've came second five times at that race, right? <laughs> so I'm like, damn, yo, my bad, like, so, you know, at the Daytona end of the day. is the, is like the, the Super Bowl. That's the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. The Super Bowl. I was just gonna say, Rocco, now, you know, in our sport, you get you get judged by Super Bowl nah, rings. Nah, man, nah, nah. So I gotta say, Rail is better at his job than you <laughs> if he got the Super Bowl <laughs> ring. Oh, you know. Five times, Tell that boy. Five times. Hey, Stephen A. say the same thing. Five times. What's really great about our relationship with with Armando is it was important for me from day one to to associate with people that were passionate about racing, believed in what we were doing, that were in a totally different space where we can bring them to NASCAR and they can bring our brand and our sport to their audience. I didn't want any element of this to be transactional. It was never gonna be, okay, singer X, you know, I'm gonna pay you, you know, a million bucks a year and you're gonna do this many social posts and you're gonna talk about us in a song and, and it's a transaction. Never ever gonna be that. And it's not that way with Armando. We, we are truly partners in that we are, we are um, contributing assets to each other's careers and each other's platforms and businesses to help lift both of us up. Right. Let me ask you a question. Why are you saying Armando in that pit bull? <laughs> no, 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 because you read philosophy, you're, yes. you're a deep thinker. Because like, my relationship is with the man, <laughs> not the entertainer. I didn't know his real name. I ain't know it either. <laughs> but he keeps saying, he keeps saying Pitbull. The whole world yeah. knows Pitbull. Yeah. Pitbull. Yeah. And you keep saying Armando. Yeah. Yeah. But break that down to me. <laughs> because he's not Pitbull to me. He's my business. He's Armando Christian Perez, my business partner, our business partner at Trackhouse. And and he's so much more than Pitbull. As a, as a young man, that separation, what goes on with the, with the DM? I mean, nothing really, man. I'm wifed up, so. You like, what are you going up to talk? You what? Talk about, boy. Let him know. Shut that down real quick. Now, now Shut let, it down. I'm talking about Ocho, now up. let's yeah. get back to 19-year-old Ocho. Would you have gave him that, Bill? Huh? 19-year-old Ocho. Different. Because at 19, I wasn't in the position he's. He's in a very, very peculiar position where you gotta move the right way. I've lived by myself for the past year, man. You live by yourself? You pay bills? I don't pay bills, but I live by myself. <laughs> I don't pay bills. I do not pay bills. A guy like me, I, I, they were locking me up. I left my truck on the side of the road. Like, as a, as a marketing guy for the NFL, like, when you see those stories, the, 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 the chanting stories, do you just slap your head? You wake up in the morning and I'm, I'm, I'm in Electoral County Jail. Do you just slap your head and just? I think, you know, listen, whether it's the NFL, the NBA, it, when you have stories that pull against the league, that's not ideal, yes. right? So, and yeah, I think there's a little bit of a, oh. <laughs> <laughs> how did we get, how did we get here, right? And yeah. what, where do we get to the point where that was a good decision, right? The answer was women in Hennessy. So, <laughs> I hear it. So I'll tell you a quick story. When I was at the NFL, we had a, one of our sponsors was Visa, and they went and shot. I can't tell you who the player is. 
they had a million dollar commercial shoot, right, for Visa, right? They got a one player in the spot. Right. And the one player showed up about an hour late, and it was an all day shoot. And he shoots for about, I don't know, 60 to 90 minutes. He gets to about lunch, right? Because he's supposed to start at like eight or nine right, right. or whatever. And he just starts leaving. They're like, and I was there like, <laughs> What's up? <laughs> you know what? I'm going fishing. Oh wow! They, they're at a million dollar, million dollar shoot. I'm going fishing. Who's this player? You want to guess? You want to? do it. Everyone gets a guess. Brett Favre? No, no, no. Let me guess. I'm gonna say my guy. Maybe I don't know. It sounds like a Randy Moss move. It wasn't Randy Moss. Okay. It was a. He was a buck. Tampa. Oh, I know everybody. I know knows. exactly who it is now. <laughs> yeah, now you know. Big now now you know. know. Yeah. Big side. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Big dog. You already know he fit right. We've had growth over the last three years, which feels really good because we we were on a. We're going to be completely honest. We were on a downward trend. We got to 2018 and, and really we touched the bottom, right? And since then we've been coming up, uh, which very gratifying for anyone who works at NASCAR with this industry, there's a pride that we have that kinda, we turn, turn which, this around. Which is kind of interesting, because what, it's 2018, you took over, you were the president. <laughs> yeah, and then all that's of a all, sudden, nothing to listen to. You can't even be modest. modest. Let's get in the Why you be modest? Let's get in the seat. 2018, all of a sudden. TV ratings down across all American sports. NASCAR, maintain, stabilize. Yeah, so OK, Steve, come on, give me some, baby. Talk Let's go, baby. Men pit crew members be a little jealous of the attention y'all get. Have y'all have y'all ever felt that? Yes, definitely. But it's like, I mean, at the track though, like when the cameras are like following us around and, and the guys are just looking, I'm like, now you know you be seeing this. Like, why are you acting surprised? You know, like fix your face. And it's like one of those things like we didn't ask for. So yeah. like going back to like um like how Bubba didn't ask to be the face of NASCAR or the, the face of black NASCAR, like he didn't ask for that. He wears it well, and it's like, um, you know, we didn't. We came into this for our own opportunity, so we didn't ask for all of this attention. And while we're more than grateful, and it's like the coolest thing ever, um, it's just like something you just like have to respect at the end of the day. Right. Was right. the pit women friendly? The pit women. Was the pit like the pit? Oh. Was it women friendly? Did uh, y'all have to go a long way to the yes, bathroom? Did y'all have to? They had to make little <laughs> outfits for y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. So like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, we're not trying when to do that. When I get to a track, like the first thing I do, I'm like, okay, where's the, the closest restroom. real yeah. Yeah. restroom? I got you. <laughs> Media They're like the guys yeah. are like, there's the porta johns. Anybody trying to use no porta potty? Yeah. <laughs> it's not so easy for us because I mean, everyone you walk in, you're gonna see a good morning poop just sitting in there. You see anybody trying to sit up in that mid race? You could just. Put one like little zipper down and you're done. And we're like, crap, I'll just hold it till the end. Yeah, because we gotta go through a whole bunch. We gotta take everything down, hold my radio. You know, I'll be back in like 10 minutes. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! 
It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. The next-gen car. How y'all feel about it? I like it, and I don't like it. (laughs) Old school. I like it. I love it. Because Kyle Busch (laughs) is going to be able to practice and qualify. Right. I don't like it because, like you were saying, I like to see him hit them five blugs. Yeah. On my 75 inch, I'm sitting across the room, and I got my binoculars. And when they come, not just them, the pit crews, I want to see if they hit all lugs. I know, but when, when you said 75 uh, inch, uh. no, because you said that you told this story before at dinner. When you say 75 inch. TV. So you're in the house with binoculars. <laughs> yes. That's where we was going. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm across the room with my binoculars. Channing, you didn't, you didn't know what he meant. And I was like, he didn't know what you he meant. You sitting in your house with binoculars <laughs> in front of the TV. Trying to see the screw gun yes. that close. <laughs> I already had an accident when I, <laughs> when I took close to the race. Um, we were talking about, about it. When you say accident, hold on, what do you mean? Is, that, is it one where you threw up or yeah, is man. that the one you talking about? Yeah. Well, he threw up on himself. Yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, actually it wasn't because I, I, I his helmet. In the helmet. Ooh. Not just that, but I continued to race like that. With, with, I was, the, with, the, with, the with everything, with everything. Not just that, we were filming something that weekend and, and it's on, it's on. We got it on, on camera? We have it Can on you camera. guys send it to us so we can put it in the show? <laughs> no, no. No, what you mean, no? What are you talking about? As you guys may know or may imagine, to be a race car driver, you have to be lucky. You need to have support from your family. And you have to have some kind of money because racing is not cheap. Mm, you know, right. it, it's, it's difficult. I didn't grow up with a family with money. You know, I, I didn't grow up with a family of money at all. My, my father has a restoration shop. You, know, you can right. be, you right. can have money right. doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. you know, with that being said, when I moved to, to the US in 2011, I didn't speak English. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any money at the time. I didn't have uh, sponsors to come to the United States. All I had was a dream and a car that I drove all the way from Mexico to the United States. So if you think about it, a lot of the people that come from my country, from Mexico, from different places in Latin America, that they are trying to look for those opportunities, are trying to break that barrier. They come to this country exactly the same way I came to this country, just trying to look for the opportunities. I mean, I, I, I didn't have anything. The first six months I was living with friends of friends. I couldn't even afford to, to rent my own apartment. Wow. So when I tell people where I am today and where I was 10 years ago, that gives people inspiration to say, hey, If this guy can do it, why I can't do it?
by the time I was 13 or 14 years old. I've now raced seven, eight years, you know, from the time I could, you know, barely walk to 13 or 14 and um, find myself in a spot where I can, I mean, it's taking a huge toll on them, the family that is. They're not gonna really keep this going. And they're like, all right, it's up to you. You're gonna figure this out. You gotta go knock on doors. You gotta go do whatever you gotta do. But long story short, we can't do this anymore ourselves. I think that was a turning point. Like, oh damn, it's serious. Like, this is it. This thing that you think is always gonna be there. You, when you say can't do it, meaning funding the whole operation. Funding every part about it, right? I mean, I, I know, I, I remember my father not eating, leaving the racetrack at nights. You know, my, I have a, a half sister. She didn't understand why, but I had seen it. Like I seen, well, I know we didn't finish good enough tonight to make enough money, so we got to eat. I got to eat, my stepsister got to eat, stepmother at the time got to eat, dad didn't, right? Because physically couldn't. First guy the championship for wins at all. This guy's won, I don't know, five, six, seven races this year. I haven't won any, I'm the, ninth, I'm the second place guy. Here they come racing back. One more lap in the season. One more lap for a championship. Austin Sendrick running for his life into turn number one. Here comes Hemmert. He dials up the low lane. He goes to the bottom. They're begging behind him. It's Sendrick by a nose. Here I am. He's, he's in touch. He's three feet in front of me going to the final corner. The final corner, our entire season, 33 weeks. Well, for me, all 30 years of my life, building to this one particular corner. And he drives in the corner and he gives me three feet. Three feet off the bottom. <laughs> a surge to the middle, checker flag's in sight. Just into his left rear, he gets loose. And I gas up. When I gas up, we're dooring each other. Here they come down the back straightaway for the final time. Cindric is around Hemrick. He'll grab sole possession of the lead. Hemrick is gonna drive it in deep. He gets right on the back bumper. Here comes Daniel Hemrick. They bounce off of each other. Cockpit's full of smoke. You can you can hear the crowd. I mean, losing their mind. You can. I mean, it's intense, and I can feel the momentum. I've told this many times after. Like, I can feel my momentum pulling me past him. Like I know he's not stopping my momentum. Checkered flag in the air. Daniel Hemrick wins the NASCAR Xfinity Series championship by a bumper. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you. Let me tell you. We're talking about him <laughs> this like much. That. Yes your entire life defined by this much. If you think about the way that collegiate and professional sports have been set up in this country for as long as I can remember, there's incentive to keep the players uninformed so that everybody can profit off of your capabilities and your skills. That's not right. That's not right. You come from a, a community and a family where you may be the first to go to college and have a unique opportunity. Why shouldn't you be allowed to have an advisor who can tell you how you should be thinking about those opportunities? Because they want to keep you dumb so that people can profit off your talent. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that personally I'm, I'm offended by. Mm. And I think there's a better way. And what we're seeing happen now, y'all gonna get me in trouble. I like you. Um, I like you. <laughs> Just make sure I can come work for the show after I get my pink slip. Um, we like to get messy. Yeah, and we like you. I think what the NCAA is experiencing now is kind of the fruit of a rotten tree. Had they changed years ago and let you guys profit from your name on the back of a jersey? the EA sports game that features clearly the player who's supposed to be you, right, all right. that stuff. But they gave us $5. <laughs> right, right. And don't yeah, spend right. it all in one place. <laughs> right. um, th then I think maybe we'd be in a different place. 
but held on too long because people like total power and not just some, and folks got fed up. Our Xfinity race on Saturday, June 19th, <laughs> happened to be Juneteenth, mm. right? Was that uh, intentional? Uh, uh, well, NASCAR set the schedule, so no, it just kind of it just kind of happened. There, right? Yeah, and not to mention, you know, most people just learned about what Juneteenth yeah, exactly. is <laughs> but it's in the last 12 months or 16 months. <laughs> right? Right. 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 Let's celebrate. I didn't know what Juneteenth was growing up in New Jersey. I had never heard of Juneteenth. Um, but we, we did a partnership with Tennessee State University, HBCU in Nashville. We brought out 120 of their alums. We put them on buses in downtown Nashville, brought them out to the track. We gave them Slim and Huskies pizza. Slim and Huskies was started by TSU grads who happen to be African-American men, two of them are our frat brothers. Right. Gave them coupons to get uh, Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey, Uncle Nearest Black-owned Premium Whiskey Company, the right. most awarded premium whiskey in the world over the last three or four years, run by a husband and wife duo out of Shelbyville, Tennessee, and got them a chance to beat Bubba and be in the pits and have the full experience. Right. And I would say 99.9% .9 of them had never been to a race before and to a person they all said they were coming back. You only made one made one bad mistake. You said you came, you brought them in on buses. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just going to too soon. Was 2020 was your helicopter? I mean, I mean, I mean damn, we talking about diversity. We told you we bringing them in on buses. <laughs> I'm messing with you. <laughs> we were sitting in the front. I mean, the yeah, that's the most efficient way. <laughs> Y'all probably don't know. I, I drove Bubba to high school for three years. No, wow. We grew up two miles apart from each other. Yeah, went to the same Alabama. high school. Alabama. Mm. No, he moved up here when he was probably 10 or 12. So we went to the same high school. He lived, uh, you know, if that's the high school, I live there. He lived there, so every morning, drive over there, pick him up, drive to school, drop him off. Three years, every day. You know how much that sucker gave me gas wow. money? So. 20 bucks. That's it? <laughs> for three years. Oh, really? No. I'm talking now to you, Bubba. He's okay. giving out t-shirts for like their water. I see. We I'm need just 20%. trying to get gas money. Hey, we just oh, need now, hang on. I did wreck him at Phoenix, so where oh, are you? No! I got a little help, but I up. three, Bubba Wallace is around and into the outside wall. Contact finds Bubba Wallace spinning up the banking and just nailing the safer barrier. I, I want to be his marketing agent, Chan. So I'm trying to figure out who's on his team. I'm lucky to be surrounded by a killer group of people. All right, stop. How much it costs? Oh, he about to get serious. I don't want a retainer. Okay. I want I want a ref share. No, I don't even want ref share. Just give me a percent of what I bring in. What I kill, I eat. Fine, I'll eat it with you. We talk about the sexiness. Well, we need a lip sponsorship. Sit down. No lips. I'm not going there. Oh, you were talking but, about but man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I know. Cap Cap okay. Cap he's beautiful. He is beautiful. But all right, man, listen. But listen, this is how we're going to position him. Okay, I'm going to sit listen, down for a second. Listen, this is a good one. I'm done with the lips. Your lips. If you say the lips. The shade of pink is great. lips. Let's get down. All right, all right, all right. You just say lips, I'm gone. All right, if I say lips again. What's the shade of them? They're beautiful. Beautiful man. Very cool. Chat. All right, hold on. Time out. Time out. You want to raise kids? Bro, together? bro, but listen, we need Go to on. be going after Gucci. Hold on. Time out. We need to be going after Gucci, Prada, 
Lanvan, Balenciaga, right? Like, think the about that. Like, the shoes look like socks. You're, you're sexy, yeah. you're beautiful, right? You're the hottest guy in NASCAR. I'm sorry, Daniel. Well, Daniel's an Xfinity. He can be the sexiest guy in Xfinity. And I can be That's the sexiest guy in Cup. That's yeah. true. There you go. So now <laughs> what I'm saying is when we go to the racetrack, let's penny. put a suit on. Yeah. You be the... <laughs> When's the last time we seen a driver wear a suit? You know what? Um, the you're looking the, at him. The ba- no. You're looking at him. Oh, you baby. did this? You did it already. Me, you behind. Oh, oh, baby. The boss, baby. Oh, yeah. He had, he had a tux. Like a, he had a tux. Had a tux. tux. Conor McGregor in, in the UFC. What'd he do? Boom. Here I am. You do feel you do feel strong when you're in a suit, though. Bruh, I'm telling you, that's what we do in the NFL. Mm. As we yeah. travel, we wear suits. Now take it to what's the next Deon- level. What's Deion say? You look good, good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good, you play good. They pay good. <laughs> That's the show. <laughs> hey. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.